Did you know that if you tell a lie that reinforces prejudice or desire, if you spread a myth loud enough, long enough, with enough repetition and enough exposure, eventually a bunch of people will think it's the truth. Did you know that? We live in the age of fake news, don't we? Did you know that if you tell a lie that reinforces existing prejudice or desire, if you spread the myth loud enough with enough of an ad budget, with enough sophistication in your marketing campaign, you can get it to the point where over a number of years, or decades even, you can get it to the point where almost everyone in society believes it to be the truth. I like this quote, a lie can travel halfway around the world before the truth can get its boots on. It's actually unknown, some people say it's Mark Twain, but anyway, trivia is, it's probably not. But this sentiment has been around for hundreds of years. There is a particular lie that permeates our society, it is so pervasive and yet it's so destructive that it seems quite ridiculous. I'm talking about the value of credit. Today we are talking about stress is bad, particularly we are talking about debt. We live in a society where credit is everywhere, isn't it? Almost anything you can do or buy can be bought using credit. If you read the messenger comment this week, you'll see that it's become easier and easier to to purchase using credit. I could with a simple wave of my watch or my phone or my card, get pretty much anything I want. I could buy a $15,000 top-of-the-line television, which wouldn't fit in my house, so I'm probably not going to, but I could in under 30 seconds. I'm pretty sure the salesperson would help me out that quick too. Simple wave of my watch, press my fingerprint, The wave of a card or input of a six-digit pin, done in under 30 seconds. I could lock myself into years of repayment and thousands of dollars of interest and probably a divorce in just a few seconds. It's that easy, isn't it? How many of you use a PayWave credit card? Confession time, I have a few of them. When I was younger, though, I got stung. Anyone had this kind of experience? I wanted to buy a new stereo. And um, I I saw one on sale. Well, it wasn't on sale, but it was 12 months interest-free. Don't you love that? When it's interest-free, my interest goes up. And so I, uh, I walked into the shop, the stereo I wanted. I signed a form. I walked out of the shop with the stereo. I didn't pay him anything. It was great. It was fantastic. I, I managed to pay the repayments they told me to pay every month. And then after 12 months, I suddenly got this massive bill. And I'm like, hang on, I paid it. But the thing was, I didn't think. I hadn't paid a 12th. I'd paid just the minimum repayments. And when it came to the end of the 12-month period, I got stuck with 26% interest on the whole amount that I bought it with. Isn't that ridiculous? Anyone had that? Anyone been that dumb? No, okay. (laughs) Uh, That's all right. I'm married now. I I submit to a higher authority, fortunately. 
The lie that we are told that we can buy now, pay later with no consequences. Satisfy our wants and desires now without paying anything, pay it back later. Buy, 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 don't worry about the consequences. Have you ever thought how nice the banks and financial institutions are to do this for us? They give us time, they, give us, they lend us money so that we can have what we want right when our obsession with that thing is at its highest, right when we walk past the new Nikes, right when we walk past the counter displaying jewellery, down the aisle with the new hair straightener or bike or computer or whatever, it's a strange aisle, but whatever is in that aisle, right there and then you can have it within 30 seconds. Isn't that nice they do this for us? No, it's not, is it, really? Banks are out to make money, aren't they? They're not civic-minded, charitable institutions. Well, they, they try. They make billions every year for their shareholders and their investors, which many of us are, thanks to our super funds. But they give us credit now because they know that we pay fees for our credit card, at least most of us do. Most likely we'll end up paying interest on the money that we borrow because everyone pays their credit card by the due date, not. And in fact, the Banking Royal Commission has showed us recently that the banks will do everything they can to give you more and more credit, regardless of your income, so that what will happen is eventually you buy enough on credit that you cannot pay it back within a month. And they have you. You're trapped into paying interest. Well, the Bible has a lot to say about money, lending. And a text that we're going to focus on, or is the, the launch point for our discussion this morning, is Proverbs 22.7. We, we, started, we ended last week's meeting with it. And this one, we begin. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. Being a slave to somebody in this way has an effect on all areas of our lives. Let me just talk to you quickly about marriages. One of the, what, you know, the number one stress factor in any relationship, in any marriage, is not your mother-in-law. Did you know that? Despite what the world might try and tell us. The number one stress factor in a relationship is not your kids. It's not medical diagnosis. It's not any of that. The number one stress factor that leads to the breakdown of relationships, that leads to infidelities, that leads to all sorts of problems, is financial stress. That's a problem. That stress is bad. And the Bible has some great ways out of it. Because owing money is stressful, but it's not unmanageable. Michelle Hutchinson is a writer for the consumer advice website, finder.com.au. I didn't know that. Thanks, Michelle. But she writes this. There is no reason for people to be piling on a debt that they can't see their way out of. While Australia has a combined credit card and personal loan debt of over $109 billion, up by about $2 billion over, last, over the past year. Uh, this was written in 2018, so it's even higher than that now. It is not too late to dig your heels into the ground and find a way out of debt. 
Australians need to be more conscious about the amount of debt they are getting themselves and their families into and work out how they will pay it back before they reach retirement. So, from this comment, I want to bring some scripture to bear. The Bible contains great wisdom for digging in our heels, for being more conscious of money and debt and finding a way out. I want to challenge you this morning, encourage you with three prayers, and to even beg you to take the Bible seriously in this regard. Let's, say, let's have a look at three prayers. Now, I make these prayers. These are not simple points. These are going to be prayers simply because a lot of these can't be done without the help of the Almighty God. So our first prayer is, God, give me self-control. Like a city whose walls are broken down is a person who lacks self-control. Proverbs 25, 28. Um, those of you who have your messenger comment, the inside messenger is the, um, what do we call them? A worksheet. Um, so you're encouraged to fill out the answers on there if you haven't got that already. If you're watching at home, then um, you can download the link. We'll put it in the message. Um, now, I guess many of you are familiar with the marshmallow experiment. Do we know what the marshmallow experiment is? All right, I want to play you a video and um, we'll have a quick look at it for those of you who don't know. Uh, for those of you who are watching this at home, um, this won't actually be part of the video because copyright issues, but I'll give you a link to it as well. Let's have a watch. Sure. All right, here's the deal. Marshmallow, for you. You can either wait, and I'll give you another one if you wait, or you can eat it now. When I come back, I'll give you two, another one, so then you'll have two. But stay in here and stay in the chair till I come back, okay? okay. All right. Do something and then I'll come back. It smells yummy. Oh, it smells really good. Okay. 
second, so I'm gonna leave and then I'll come back, okay? So you can either eat it right now or you can wait. Either way, okay? Okay. How'd you do? Did you do good? You did? Yeah. You wanted to eat it, didn't you? Yeah. So did I tell you I'd give you another one? Okay, now you can have both. You need them. <laughs> so I know we've, as a church, we've seen that video a number of times, but it reminds us the importance of self-control. Now, the real result of that experiment, so, you know, Stanford researchers, um, let me just quickly explain, this, this experiment started as a, as a very famous experiment, started in Stanford, and they, they did this with a whole bunch of kids, but they didn't stop there. They, and it's, it's very funny watching them try, and one of them completely fail at waiting, but what they, didn't do, what they don't show you in that video is that the Stanford researchers continued to follow these kids throughout their lives, and they did a number of interviews with them as they grew up and, and a number of years later. And what they found is that the kids who were participants in this experiment, who were able to wait on so many different levels, were more successful in life. Isn't that interesting? Right back here, this is an indicator whether they're able to wait for that second marshmallow was an indicator of how successful they would be financially, relationally, how successful and, and satisfied they were with their lives and work because they had the self-control right back there and then. Isn't that interesting? So God, we say, please give us self-control. It's one of those places where the Bible and science, I love that, the intersection of Bible and, and psychology is so clear and true. Uh, the second prayer that we want to pray is, God, give me understanding. Now, you saw in that experiment, in that particular video, it's important to have a kids of, of a certain age. I actually think one of the kids that they uh, pulled in for that video was, was a bit too young, right? She didn't get it. She didn't understand. She'd actually started eating it before the, the teacher had left the room, right? Do you remember that girl? And, and so, you know, I think you've got to have a certain age because you've got to have a certain ability to understand what's going on don't you? Now, that's easy when you're talking about a marshmallow. When you're talking about the vast and complex world of finance and personal loans and credit cards and interest rates and buy now, pay later and pay this then and whatever, it is extremely complicated. And it's important that we get understanding. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. So let me give you a quick, uh, I, I want to give you a quick example of how a little bit of knowledge can make a big difference. Um, let me put up a graph from 2016, April 2016. The ABC showed us what happens uh, with a simple loan. So average credit card debt in Australia is about $2,000. That's what most people are carrying month to month on their credit card. And um, so that kind of debt, average credit card interest rate in Australia was at the time about 17%. So the knowledge that they have given us is simply this. If you pay 40%, uh, $40 a month, which is the minimum repayment, you will end up paying on your $2,000 credit card $5,187. And it will take you 17 years. A little bit of knowledge that this graph shows us is that if you pay double the minimum payment, just $80 a month, 
it will cost you $2,943 and you'll pay it off in seven years. Still not great, but better than $5,100 in 17 years, isn't it? Credit cards are expensive and this simple kind of knowledge is important to have. And I want to encourage you, if you are currently sitting with some credit card debt, then I think you might like to have a look at uh, your repayment calculators, get some advice, um, moneysmart.gov.au is an excellent place to go, and finder.com.au, where our uh, quote from Michelle Hutchinson came from earlier. It's a not-profit, not-for-profit advice group. So to get a little bit of knowledge, God, give us knowledge. Help us to absorb this information and give us understanding so that we don't end up like the people of Hosea, destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And third, the prayer is, God, give me a plan. We pray for self-control. We pray for some knowledge and understanding. And now we need to pray for a plan. Proverbs 21.5, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Haste leads to poverty. See how haste is an important word there, isn't it? How quick it is that we can put things on our credit card. You can, old cliche phrase, you can wander into debt, but you can't wander out. Have you heard that phrase? Have you not heard that phrase? It's not as much of a cliche as I thought. Oh, there you go. There's your cliche for the day. Isn't it great though? Credit can be had with the wave of a hand. It's easy to wander into debt, it's not as easy to wander out. We need to be diligent. And our plans may, be, may involve seeing a financial counsellor, and we have one of those on staff. And if you're currently sitting with, with debts and things like that, that it's beginning to stress you out, then I encourage you to come and see us. We have professional people who can help. Incredibly, they really do. Uh, it may involve seeking refinancing, bankruptcies, and all sorts of things that you can, you can pursue in order to make your life work and to remove the stress. But the main thing that we all need is a budget. Every single one of us, from the moment we earn our first dollar, need to be conscious of where that's going, whether it's been giving, in saving, food, shelter, utilities, clothes, education, all those important things. We need to have a plan. Next week, we'll talk about giving and we'll, um, we'll explore a little bit why the Bible says giving is important to give your first 10% and why that's the challenge in Scripture. And, and we'll, uh, it, all, it all comes down to something very important we'll talk about next week. So where does Christ fit into all of this wisdom and knowledge and self-help type stuff that we do find a lot of in Proverbs and the Old Testament? Where does Christ sit with this? Where is it that we bow the knee? Well, let me take a step back to the marshmallow experiment. Because, you know, it would be great, it's great that they found out that the kids who can wait grow up to be more successful and more prosperous in life. But then the next question is, what makes those kids different to the other kids? What is it that in the kids that have this self-control, what makes them different to the kids who don't have self-control? Providing they've both been given the same knowledge and understanding, both sitting in the same environment with the same teacher, what is the difference? Does anyone know what the difference might be? I think it's something to do with 
That's it. Absolutely. It all comes down to trust. The level of trust you have in the environment and in the teacher and the, the authority figure will determine your level of self-control. Those kids who were less worried about the future, who were less stressed about the future, were better able to wait. Isn't that interesting? That is truth. So the challenge of this message is, how much do you trust the ultimate authority figure? I'm not talking about your partner. The ultimate authority figure, God. Do you trust God when he says, no matter what happens, he has the future? No matter what the circumstances, he cares for you. Jesus spends some time on this in uh, Matthew, chapter Matthew chapter 6. And I encourage you to read all of that chapter. But I want to give you just um, one of his concluding thoughts. He says this, what I'm trying to do here is get you to relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting so that you can't, so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works stress over these things. But you know both God and how he works. So seep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. We're going to spend some time in reflection. We're going to sing a song, To My Knees. Again, a song about trust, about kneeling before God, an attitude of submission and trust for the one who is the ultimate authority. On the back of your handout sheet this morning are four questions. I, I, you can read them now, that's okay. But I, I really want you to stop and, and to think about these questions during the week. Have you ever experienced financial vulnerability and stress? Have you ever developed, have you developed any processes and habits that help you avoid financial bondage? What works for you? These questions also work well, I guess, in, in a small group setting. And sometimes ideas that you've had in life can help others in your group. And so this is a place for sharing those. What are a few things you can say no to? And how does that change your budget? Do you have a plan for paying off debt? Where do you plan to start? Take a moment to stop and to reflect on those things, but continue to reflect as we go on. Let's listen to this song. Join in singing if you'd like. Let's remember the one who holds the future in our hands so we don't have to worry. <laughs>